Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Using pre-planned lines on dating apps to start conversation does not work generally for women because we have a sixth sense. We have like a sniff test. We can tell that those lines are maybe lines that you got from a YouTube pickup artist dude, or you even maybe came up with it on your own, but now you've used it for every single girl over and over and over. It's like that saying, give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day, or teach a man how to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. Give a man a pre-written line and he'll date for a day. Teach him how to banter and he'll date for a lifetime. Or maybe not a lifetime because you'll find the one right away and then you'll stop dating and you'll just be married. But you know what I mean. I am Kristen from kristenandchill.com and I am the banter queen. I teach guys how to charm more than just the socks off of women. And if you're struggling in conversation, if you're getting ghosted, if you're never hearing back, if you're never ever getting the results that you deserve, hit me up at kristenandchill.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we are diving into cold approaches, how to cold approach a woman in 2021, right? This is the year of the pandemic slightly ending in some spaces and are women still worried about being approached? Well, we are going to tackle that topic and we are going to tackle how to do it, what to say, what mindset to have and what to do after you break into conversation coming up on this episode. So keep listening. podcast. I'm doing the intro for the show, which I rarely ever do and forget the exact statement that Kirsten usually makes. So I apologize. Kirsten is not on the show, obviously, this week, but I have somebody wonderful with me that I've known for a very long time. One of the original people that I met in the pickup artist community, who is not a pickup artist, but in the pickup artist community, who I have to say helped give me my start. I have Robbie Kramer on with me, and he is the owner of Inner Confidence. So, Robbie, welcome to the Ask Women podcast. Thanks, Marnie. Yeah, excited to be here. Yeah, I know we talked about this on my live, but you and Brian, who used to be your business partner, you guys allowed me to come speak at one of your seminars that you hosted in your beautiful home in Marina Del Rey. And I just totally like blew it when I <laughs> came. Not at but all. <laughs> you let me have my first space to come and speak to guys of yours. And I obviously want to thank you for that. That was a, a really great eye-opening experience for me. And actually, it's where I met Jordan Harbinger. So we just talked about this. We just did Robbie's podcast, but we talked about the importance of networking, especially in business, but really just in life. Just the more people that you know, the more opportunities that can come your way. 
And so you introduced me to Jordan, who then introduced me to 50 more people, who then introduced me to 50 more people. So thank you for all of those introductions and for having faith in me to, to allow me to come speak at your seminar. No, thanks for coming. It was, I remember doing those seminars. It was cool because Brian and I, we were both coaches. Well, actually, I was like an assistant coach for a company called Pickup 101. Do you remember Lance Mason? Did you ever meet Lance? Yes. Oh yeah. my God, I've not heard that so long. Yes. Yeah. So he started Pickup 101 and I was a client, of course. I went to a boot camp and then got along really well with the instructors. They're like, oh, you're kind of like a natural at this stuff. You should become like an assistant coach. So the first workshop they ran was in LA and I was, I was an assistant coach and Brian was a student at that event. And then he was kind of in the same boat and he has a background in like hypnotherapy and coaching as well. You know, and after Pickup 101 kind of collapsed, we were just like, well, let's just do our own thing. And we moved to Marina Del Rey. And like the first guy we met over there was... Wygant? Wygant, exactly. And like yeah. Wygant was super open. Then we met Ross Jeffries. Like we bumped into him down like, you know, at the end of Washington Boulevard by the pier. And he was like, we we're like, oh, it's Ross Jeffries and Jordan. And then we met Jordan and like kind of around that same time we met you. And it's just, we were just having these seminars and finding people, I think through like meetup.com, we were having guys come over. Oh, I'm sure. Craigslist, yeah. I'm sure. Like that's yeah, what exactly. I was using back then too. Yeah. Kristen's on the show right now, but Robbie and I are just reminiscing about the original days of being in this world of helping men attract women. And we were really in like, I guess we'll call it the next phase of pickup artists because there were like the David Wygants, the Ross Jeffries, the David D'Angelo's. I feel like we were in the, you know, second season of Saturday Night Live. Like we, <laughs> we were the next people to sort of, to take it over. And now we're the cast of SNL right now. which <laughs> Right, exactly. Isn't it a good cast? I can't even remember. No, no, no modern SNL cast is a good cast, but I digress. We're great. I'm kidding. Uh, that's not true. You don't think that until they start doing their own things and you're like, oh, they were great. Like, well, so, that's always uh, right, like that. Yeah. So I don't know. People can have greatness after all of it. They suck until they're old and then they're good. Right, exactly. But today with Robbie, because Robbie's been doing this for a very long time and he's been working with a ton of people. The thing that I wanted to talk about with Robbie is something that he and I covered. I did a Facebook Live with him a couple of weeks ago. And we talk about this all the time on our show, but Robbie and I covered the importance of authenticity and being genuine in your approaches. And Robbie had some really great examples of how to approach people. I know I talk about OSA all the time, which is observe, share, and ask. Great way to interact and approach women. But Robbie had like these really adorable, cute takes that were super honest and authentic and confident as well. And I wanted to, to dive in to talking about that for approaching. So Robbie, I'd love you to speak to how you guide your guys on how to approach women randomly. Yeah, it's funny because I have this conversation a lot living in Kiev. I moved here a few years ago. And every guy, especially every Western guy that comes to this area of the world, they'll get on Tinder and they'll just be like, oh my God, this is like the greatest thing I've ever done was coming to Eastern Europe because like Tinder, for whatever reason over here, it's way better than it is in the US. There's just way more beautiful women. I don't know exactly why that is or what's going on, but every single guy says that. And then I'll talk to them a couple of weeks later. I'm like, how's it going on Tinder? And they're like, actually, it really sucks. 
And so they all have this immediate like experience, like, oh, lots of beautiful girls. But then it's like the girls are going out with or either like getting free dinners out of the deal or there's a lot of like sort of dating scams that happen over here. So from the beginner's sort of mindset, they're like, it's so amazing. But in actuality, it's not. And then I tell them all the time, like, get off online dating if you can, because in this part of the world, like guys aren't really approaching women at all, especially like during the day. So if you can just go up to a girl when she's not expecting it and have a charming conversation and just show her that you're not a total weirdo. I mean, she's going to think you're a little bit of a weirdo by coming over in the first place. But if you can just kind of call that out in a flirty way, she's probably going to be, no matter what, you're going to make her feel better about her day. And there's a decent chance you're going to get a date out of it. And if you do get a date out of it, there's a way less chance she's going to flake because the flake ratio on online dating is just through the roof especially now with the pandemic and stuff. It's like... So my brother online dates and he gets the scam women like all the time and he's a really good looking guy. So if he gets it constantly, I can't imagine what other guys are getting constantly, but he'll say, oh, wait, are you one of those scam hoes? (laughs) And he'll call them out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, he filters through saying, are you one of those scam hoes? And a few times they've come clean and I have a couple conversations that he screenshotted me that have been pretty funny where they admit to it and then they'll still say, but can you give me money? I need rent money. They'll still try. So I do feel bad for men with the online dating scam stuff that goes on. But would you say that men are at a disadvantage when they approach in person because it's not part of the culture anymore and people are not ready, so they have more of a barrier up when being approached? Well, it's both a disadvantage and an advantage. It's a disadvantage because... They're certainly not expecting it. And you're going to get a lot of like hard to take sort of rejections. You're going to get, and the the hardest rejections are are really just when you're not even acknowledged as a human being. Like guys think like, oh my God, she told me I'm an asshole or she told me to go fuck myself or I have a small dick or whatever. I don't know if I can say all this on the podcast. Yes, say whatever you want. That's all we say every episode. Okay, good. It's like those rejections are great. (laughs) I personally like when a girl just like, you're a fucking loser. Like I'd rather have that happen than when a girl just, basically turns her back and completely ignores my existence. Like nothing feels worse than being totally just like, you're not even worth (laughs) being looked at. And that's the hardest thing for guys is actually getting a girl's attention when she's walking down the street because odds are she's on her phone, she's got her ear pods in, she's doing something. And to just actually get her to stop and to look at you (laughs) and hear what you're saying is like 90% of the battle. And then obviously after that, once you have her attention, then you can hopefully say something halfway decent to keep her attention. Yeah. Oh, I want to go through all of those steps as well with you of how we do it. But I I do want to tackle the thing that that you first mentioned was when a girl doesn't even admit to your existence, acknowledge your existence. Yeah. How do you handle that with grace? Like, how do you use that or take that without internalizing it as something negative? I think that's a big thing for guys to hear. I had this one client of mine who, Sally wrote to me and said, I approached a woman the other day and she told me, how dare you approach me? You're so ugly. And like turned away. Oh my God. Afterwards. I wouldn't mind if, if she said that. He I'd be, be really like... ugly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I've seen pictures of him and he's not. So that's why I'm sort of shocked by this. But I would love to hear like, 
your take on this because you said that's a great thing if she responds like that. Like, I'd like to hear how do you take that in and smile about it? And then how do you take it in when they don't even say anything? What do you do afterwards? So the first thing that I always remember is the opposite of love isn't hate. It's indifference. So if I get immediate hate, I can flip that to love. That's a lot easier, but you can't flip indifference to anything. If someone doesn't give a shit, you can't just make someone give a shit, right? So if I get like a horrible sort of rejection like that, like you're disgusting, you're ugly. Like I just have some basic bullshit I can kind of fire back. Like, oh my God, you're like this mean girl in high school. But we're a great match. (laughs) Exactly, right? You just say anything. And like just handling that with calmness and like humor will typically flip the situation on its head right then and there. But that's, you know, like I was saying, if a girl just doesn't acknowledge your existence, there's either two things going on. The first is I always like to say, like, I hate the victim mentality. So if that happens, usually what I'll tell guys is like, well, either you just didn't approach her with enough conviction to get her attention, or there was nothing you could have done. It's really one or the other. And usually it's the former. I tell my clients, the mindset you should have when you're approaching a girl is basically like you're a police officer and you're going to get their attention. Like if you were a cop and you're going to get someone's attention, right? Like you would get it. And if you're not kind of coming across as someone with a little bit of authority, you're going to get ignored. People will treat you exactly how you tell them to treat you. So that's kind of the finesse of it is you need to come across a little bit like an authority figure when you stop them. You want them to be a little bit like, whoa, what's going on here? And then once you start talking, then they realize like, oh, this guy's just here to flirt with me. I thought I was maybe in trouble or I thought I was in the situation where something important was happening. Because if you approach with the energy of like a total pushover, you're just going to get ignored every time. I love that. I'm just going to add one little thing. And so I'm listening to the Matthew McConaughey book right now, which I think is absolutely amazing. But he would say his mother would always say to him, don't walk into a room like you want to buy the house, walk into a room like you own the house. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a very similar thing. You're not like sussing out the place to see if you like it. You're walking in saying, I'm going to buy this place. It's my home. It's like, get out of my space, which is very similar to the policeman thing. I love it. Yeah, it's the same energy. Exactly. And what I tell guys, it's like, if you see a girl walking down the street and you want to approach her, pretend that she dropped her wallet. And you're going to run after her and give her her wallet back. And you're not going to let someone ignore you if you have their wallet, right? Like, you're not going to be intimidated. You're not going to be like, oh, excuse me, I have your wallet here. You're offering something great. Yeah, exactly. Like, what you're offering is like, they're going to be so pissed off that you didn't do it. So that should be your mindset. When I tell guys that, that seems to click in their head. And then they'll do it a couple times if they've never done it before. And they'll approach too meekly and they'll just get completely ignored. And then I'll be like, no, man, she dropped her wallet. Like, Give her the damn wallet and then they'll get it. And then most of the time, especially if the typical situation is woman walking down the sidewalk, right? To get her to stop, especially if she's on her phone wearing earbuds, like you have to actually kind of get in front of them and block their path. But if you do it too close, then you're like trying to mug her or something that's going to freak her out. So there's like even the distance to like swoop around. I call it the hook and swoop where you're literally like running past them And you kind of like hook around and stop like three steps. So that momentum takes you to that socially comfortable distance. That's kind of the physical move you have to get down to get confident and comfortable stopping a woman wherever she is, like walking down the street. And if you can just get that first part right, like you can just totally like vomit diarrhea out of the mouth. And a lot of the time, 
if you're dressed well and your body language is decent, like that's enough. <laughs> Even if it's just like, uh, Instagram. So I'd be like, like what's Instagram? Yeah. I totally agree with you. Like even for guys who are listening to this, who forget about the second half after you do that approach, if you could just practice doing exactly what Robbie just said, having that mentality, having that mindset, and then just getting to be in front of her and saying hi, and then going away, that will build up momentum for you, build up confidence and allow you to get that comfort level where then you can do the second stage of saying things that are either adorable or gibberish coming out of your mouth that could still lead you to a great conversation with a woman. Yeah, exactly. And if you can't get that first part right, if you can't stop them with confidence, like the rest of this shit doesn't matter because like you have no presence, you have really nothing. But yeah, so just stuff I say, there's a little bit of a formula to it, nothing too complicated. It's basically you combine social awareness with intent, right? So social awareness is basically like, I'm doing something weird, but I know it's weird. So it's really not weird because I know it's weird, right? But if I didn't know it's weird, I'd be fucking weird. So that's the first part. And the second part is just like, what the fuck do you want? Like, what is your intent? What are you trying to get from her or show her? So it's like, tell her what you want and tell her you're not a weirdo, kind of combined. And you could really think of any kind of pickup line that fits in that formula. And it's kind of fun coming up with shit on the fly. I call it like the John Madden play-by-play, like you're announcing a football game. I did this one approach in Croatia. So me and a buddy were walking along this like sea, like a marina area. We saw these two cute girls sitting down and we're like, yeah, man, let's go talk to them. And we're like, oh, fuck, we just came from this restaurant and we had this like fish smorgasbord dinner and we probably smell like disgusting fish. So let's first go to this liquor store, get some gum, then we'll come back and hit on them. So I walked back to the girls. I'm like, I'm just going to tell the girls what I just told you. So I'm like, hey, we're walking by and we're going to come hit on you guys. But then we realized that we smell like nasty fish. So we went to get some gum and now we're back. How do we smell? They just kind of cracked. That was cute. So kind of just telling if you have a kind of a, a unique, funny situation like that, that works pretty well. But just like the one thing that combines that formula that I use and I tell my clients to use, they can use this anytime, anywhere, any place, which is just, hey, I saw you and I had to risk embarrassing the hell out of myself to come over here and meet you. I mean, those things work. What are instances where things like that don't work? Is it when there's absolutely no attraction whatsoever? Like, so no matter what you said out of your mouth, like, when does it not work? And what does that get you after that first introduction? Like, other than, a, okay, I'll pay more attention to you. Listen, if you can make this work one out of 10 times, you will have a humongous abundance of women in your life. Like one out of 10. <laughs> I'm not asking for too much. Here. If you can do it three out of 10, then you're as good as I am four out of 10, three out of 10, like the best guys in the world are not batting. It's like baseball. The best hitters in the world, like 300, 350. Because you just have to kind of do the math. You can break down the population. 50% of the women you're going to approach probably are in a relationship and just have no interest. Out of the 50% left, probably one or two out of those are just having a bad day. There's nothing you can do, nothing you can say. They're just like, fuck off. And then out of the three left, depending on how charming you are, like you have a chance. If you're sort of charming, one or two out of 10. And if you're kind of charming, three out of 10. So I love it. Yeah. I want to hear Kristen's response to this. So we're going to take a quick break and then come back with Robbie Kramer from Inner Confidence. And actually, what's the name of your podcast? I want to plug that as well. The Leverage Podcast. 
the Leverage podcast, which we just did right before we got into this, where I gave a whole background on how I got into to this world. I hadn't told that story in a very long time. So if you want to go check out the Leverage podcast, after you finish listening to this one, go check it out. But we'll be back after this. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Having someone on call in your pocket, ready to talk to you about problems that you need help with, whether they're emotional problems or relationship problems, is actually something that's possible. If you guys have ever heard of BetterHelp, you may know this already, but BetterHelp, our sponsor, is such an incredible resource for people who need therapy now or tomorrow or from their phone or whenever. Go to betterhelp.com slash askwomen to get matched with a licensed therapist that's best suited to talk with you. Anything you share is confidential. It's convenient, professional, affordable. You can check out their testimonials posted daily on their website. So start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash askwomen. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash askwomen. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. All right, we are back. I want to know Kristen's thoughts on everything that Robbie is saying. Because I want to hear if you agree, disagree, what you think, what you don't think. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Tell me. I actually do like it. And sometimes when guys talk about approaching on this podcast, I get a little territorial. Kind of like, no, I actually know how to do it. You don't know how to do it. But everything that you said is pretty much stuff that I would have said. The part where you said getting in front of a girl if she's walking is really important. And I know it's tricky, but when a girl is going somewhere and you're trying to stop her, you really have to do something bold and getting in front of her, obviously where you're not robbing her, or if you want to rob her and get a couple extra dollars for the day, since it might not end up in a date anyway, it might be worth it. Right. That's how you salvage a poor approach. You're like, well, if we're not going to go out, then I'm going to at least get 20 bucks out of this, right? Right. Exactly. She should agree. It's only polite. So... 
Robbie, though, said that you have to go into it realistically, I think is what you were saying. 50% of the girls most likely are going to be in a relationship. Then maybe, I don't know what the numbers you said exactly, but then maybe 30% of those girls... Bad day. Right. So you have to go into it realistically. I was just working with a guy who talked to a woman at the doctor's office and he had a great line. I can't remember exactly what it was. It was cute, but... That was your colonoscopy. I don't know what was that. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> obviously she was going to say great if she really knows how to have fun. Right. <laughs> but it was something to that extent. It was something like, I hope I don't see you here often. Like something like, I don't know, it was cute. Like don't come to the doctor as much kind of thing. They had a good back and forth, but then she just didn't seem interested. And he seemed really deflated. And you have to remind guys that when you are approaching in person, she's not on a dating app. So it's not like she's sitting there with her whole entire purpose. Right. Being approach me. She could have a relationship. She could have just gotten out of a relationship and has no interest in dating. She could be completely unattracted to you. Like, I mean, from the furthest degree. So if you go into it realistically, that's the best bet to have positive results. If you're expecting 10 out of 10 approaches to go well, you're just setting yourself up for failure. But if you're expecting two out of 10 to go well, then you're going to be in a great place mentally. I totally, totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. Robbie, I'd love to hear some more cute examples of ways that you can... What what did you say? It was an honest admission? I forget what you said. Oh, the play-by-play. The play-by-play. The play-by-play, okay. Essentially, you're just like telling her what you're doing and kind of if you had a funny sort of thought process going into it, then you can be authentic about that thought process. You can't be like, hey, I was thinking about approaching you, but I was really nervous and I wasn't sure if I should do it. But Well, so right. what Robbie's saying with the play-by-play, if you break it down a little further, is honesty and truth. And that's really what sells that, is that you're not hiding behind some sort of facade. The more authentic and truthful and guttural your approaches are, the better you'll be. So when you're hiding from the truth, you're hiding from success, really. So you're using the truthful situation of being honest. I was going to do this or I smelled like fish and now I hopefully don't smell like fish, but maybe I still do because it's just a natural odor I emit. Maybe I'll never not smell like fish. How's my breath? Yeah. Right. So when you're using something that is the elephant, you're doing something to make her comfortable. And when you make her comfortable, she feels more safe to have a conversation. So the play-by-play really is just presenting truth. And that's where your conversations will really do well. Yeah. Yeah. And the first question that anyone is going to ask themselves when someone's coming up to them is like, what the fuck does this person want? So you got to get that part out quick. If that's not within that opening line, like you're just dying as fast and painful death. Because that's the first question. It's like, okay, he's here to hit on me and he's doing it in a way that's kind of cute and flirty and it's not awkward and he's not like, it's got to come across as like nonchalant, not a big deal. Yes, because I think a lot of women have this feeling of when they see a guy approaching them, oh, here we go. Like, all right, I got it. Like, here we go. I got to interact with this guy or I got to perform for this guy. Right. Or I have to be mean. Right. It's like, oh, you're putting me in this position to reject you and I don't want to reject you, but here I am. If you can get ahead of that thought process and be really quick on the draw so that she doesn't have time to think, oh, shit. So if there's that hesitation of like, you're walking up to her slowly and you're kind of like a little doing a little wave, like I'm coming toward you. 
<laughs> there's that anticipation where she's going, oh, great, here we go. But if you're boom, all of a sudden in her face with something, with the play-by-play, you don't give her that time to go, oh, shit. Yeah, the best approaches are when girls just don't know what the fuck just happened. And that's the, like, what just happened? I, I just gave that guy my number. I'd never do that. That's weird, but he was cute. And one thing I tell guys all the time, it's like, as good as I've gotten at conversation and like continuing that conversation, usually my best approaches are just when I do the elevator pitch and I fucking leave. And essentially, that's just that opening line. Hey, I saw you had a risk embarrassing the hell of myself. Followed by, I'm really busy. I got to go. Give me your number, which is basically like, listen, I'd love to stay in chat and get to know you. I'm late to a meeting, but give me your number. If you don't like me, give me a fake one. I like that. And then I'll go to my fake meeting that I don't actually really have. And I'm just using it as an excuse. Right, exactly. I like all of it because you're just, you're putting it all out there. Right. You're putting out the real process out there. Like, I know you could potentially give me a fake number. I know you could say you have a boyfriend. I know all these things. So let's just figure it out quickly. And then I'll try the number later and we'll see if you gave me a real one or a fake one. I absolutely love that. Can I ask you? So like you said afterwards, I've got really good at conversation. So if you don't do this elevator pitch, where do you typically advise guys to go with this conversation so that there is a little bit more something built up so that she's more inclined to respond to a phone call later. Yeah. Yeah. If you're good at the conversation, the beauty is you can go on instant dates and there's nothing better than an instant date. And the odds of that instant date turning into like a later date, or maybe just go home and hook up then and there that happens more often than guys actually like you would think. Yeah. Yeah. That's like totally outside most guys realities. Like you can actually just meet a girl and end up like hooking up during the day. And like, you don't need to go to bars and do all that shit. Right. You don't need that in general, but yes, for that, no. Like if you see a girl with a suitcase and you approach her and she lights up like a Christmas tree after your opening line. Yeah, because she needs a bed. (laughs) She needs a home for the night. (laughs) Target her. (laughs) (laughs) Always look out for the suitcase. Yeah. Rolling suitcase. (laughs) I always think about that. When I see them walking down the street, I'm like, where are you going? Where are you coming from? I actually have that in my banter course on one of the videos that I made, one of my presentations is if a woman has a suitcase and she's near an airport, you're good to go. If a woman has a suitcase and there's no airport anywhere and there's maybe a bus terminal, she's looking for a place to stay. Right. But yeah, I basically said the same thing. That's really funny that you guys would use that example. That's so funny. Yeah. Suitcases. So yeah, it's like... But it's just using the knowledge base that you have, like your common sense, essentially. Right. Right. So yeah, the process, it's really about presence, right? Like when you get comfortable approaching girls and and just kind of you get over that fear of rejection and the anxiety, it starts to become fun. And the more you do it, the faster you'll kind of feel that like, oh, instead of having to run away and do the fake number line, like you'll have the wherewithal to actually like process what she's saying, process her emotions. And you're going to see kind of like one of three things happen. Either she's going to light up like a Christmas tree and be really happy you approached her and immediately start investing in the interaction. Like she might quickly be like, oh, what are you doing? Or what's your name? Or like, if she asks you something, if she seeks rapport, like you're good to go. Because anyone else is just not going to do that. If she's not interested, she's not going to ask, right? The other option is she's flattered and she's just not available, which she'll probably tell you. I have a boyfriend or, you know, thanks, you made my day, but I got to go. Or maybe she's like creeped out, right? And if she's creeped out, those are kind of like the fun ones. Because like if she really likes her, she really doesn't, there's not a lot that you can do to really change that. But if she's creeped out, you can follow up with a simple line like, oh, yo, yo, I promise I'm only like one third creepy. 
And that can sometimes like flip things because again, you're just calling out the emotions there. You're really just announcing the elephant in the room. You're just saying, I, I've done this a million times. I know what you're experiencing. You don't have to cover it up. I get it. Let's move past that. Yeah. And then from there, like you ask one or two questions like, oh, are you from around here? Or what are you up to right now? And she's going to answer. And they're either going to be one word answers. And like with the body rocking and like all of her sort of body language will be like, leave me alone. Or she's going to invest in the conversation. And the only thing you have to do as a guy is not be like Walter Cronkite, like allow for a little bit of awkward silence to give her the chance to ask something. If you're too quick to be like, where are you from? What's your major? What's your favorite color? What's your favorite actor? Right? Like then she has no chance to invest in that interaction. But if you just kind of slow down and you just let that, whatever the fuck you just said, kind of sink in, then odds are she'll come back and you'll start chatting. And then after a couple of minutes, you can just be like, instead of chatting here on the sidewalk, you want to just grab a coffee real quick? And odds are. I love that. Kristen, have you ever gone on an instant date? No. As you said, instant really? date. Yeah, no. Mm-mm, no. Oh, I have. That's interesting. I thought you would have told. You've never been out and some guy either approaches you or you and your girlfriends or a couple of guys approach you and your girlfriends and then you end up going somewhere with them, like either to a bar or to the beach or something like that? Yeah, in a group setting. I've never had a one-on-one either. I've only had it in a group setting where like a couple of guys came up to me and my girlfriends and then invited us to go somewhere. Usually it was with my pushing to do so, but yeah, we followed that group somewhere. Totally. Well, as soon as you said instant date and I thought to myself, well, I've never had that. I would love to have that. That would be really fun. It feels a little bit like a movie. It does, right? It does. The chances of it happening are low. I just think because when I get approached, I'm generally not approached by guys that I'm necessarily interested in. So I think for me, the chances are low. I don't think the chances are low for everybody. But if you can pull that off, man, that'll be one for the books. Robbie, how many instant dates have you been on? I mean, I have a few on YouTube for people to watch. I don't know. I've probably been on 30, 40, 50, I would have to guess. Wow. How many of those ended up in dates afterwards? Like how many of them resulted in more? every almost every time because like you have to really fuck it up to go for like if you can go from approach to instant date like she's in you like she's not going to go with you she's not in you right and then right. from there like if she's in you you only fuck it up if you're a weirdo or you're too pushy or you like so in the beginning guys will kind of fuck that up when they're a little too thirsty but as time goes on like it's really hard to kind of screw it up from there. I've jokingly said, I wonder how many times I've been on the verge of like either being murdered or raped because I'm too polite to be like, no, I'm not interested. Because it's just like so much easier to go with something than to be Mm -hmm. impolite. And so (laughs) not referring to instant dates, but there's a lot of circumstances where like, because my sister was talking about the other day, this guy, when we were in um, Monterey, California, it wasn't a guy that was hitting on her at all, but she had woken up in the morning. I was, of course, still asleep. She wanted to go see the seals or the sea lions. And this guy was like, come with me. They're all the sea lions are down here. And my sister, come in my white van and let's go see the sea lions. Yeah, Yeah. she was like, he was the creepiest guy. And she just kept going with him. And he was like, you got to look over the edge to see the big family, but there's no railing. And my sister just didn't want to be rude. So she's like, this guy could have just pushed her in. It's sometimes easier for women to be polite than to be rude. So sometimes, Robbie, no offense, maybe those instant dates were because someone wanted to be polite. 
Because if I'm caught and I'm not really doing anything and I have a coffee and you're a really nice guy, I may not really, really want to go, but I'm kind of like, how do I say no? Right. Or I have my suitcase. I don't have a flight for five <laughs> hours. Sure. Why not? Right. <laughs> I kill five hours. It's so funny. I was watching this show last night called Cruel Summer. Have you seen it? It's really, really good. No, I've never heard of it. Oh, it's really, really good. You should watch it. It's on Hulu. It was really good. But I, I thought about that last night too. I was like thinking back to all the things that I said yes to and did with guys that I didn't really know when I was younger. And even now, like sometimes out of politeness or sometimes out of really a, a general interest to go do things that could have been quite dangerous, but I still did them. Like it's impressive. There's not more murderers is basically yeah. the thing. I mean, we're lucky there's not more murderers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. The good thing, I think this is true for me and most of the guys I coach is we're almost like any guy who struggles with confidence in general, like they're rarely the pushy guy. They're always really kind of leaning on like, dude, she was so into you. She wanted to hook up with you and you fucking missed it. You idiot. Like those were all my horror stories from like back in high school and college. It's like, so like the odds of me being in a situation where I was too pushy, it was like one out of a thousand. And that's kind of like the same because we're guys who, who don't have confidence in this area. They're always like rejecting themselves first. And I've got like, Usually when I coach guys, and this is true for me, like I could have gone on hundreds of instant dates, but I just didn't ask because I was too nervous, right? Or I was like, oh, I didn't realize I could. Like, but looking back, like, yeah, she was totally interested. And I left. Like, I can't tell you how many times where like you would have I'd approach a girl and she'd like totally light up like Christmas tree, and I'd be like, Oh, okay, uh, I gotta run. Gotta go. Yeah. yeah. So for most guys, they're erring on the side of like missing Caution. Yeah. Yeah. And we do know that most people are good people with good intent and the murderers are few and far between. This is just me and Christian being cryptic. (laughs) I know, that's true. It only takes one. And luckily, we didn't ever meet that one. So we're golden (laughs) for right now. We're all good. I like the message that you just gave. And I think that's a really good place to end the show is talking about how, what's the Wayne Gretzky quote? You miss 100% of the shots you never take. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that is absolutely true. And you stated it really well as well. They reject themselves before she could reject them. That is the constant error that is happening for so many guys. And that's a lot of the guys that we work with as well. Same thing. They reject themselves before she even has the chance to. How do they stop doing that? Good, let's hear. Robbie. You just got to have too many of those, damn it, I'm a loser, I'm an idiot moments where you stop doing it. It just takes reps. Yeah, you just take the chances. Take a shot until... Yeah, that's the thing. Take a shot. Like, pretend you're holding your hockey puck or you're pretending to be a police officer. You've got her wallet. There's also a hockey puck in there. Just go armed with all three of these things or a hockey stick and just remember, those are the three things that you have to accomplish. Go and approach with confidence and with comfort. Go knowing that you're offering her something of value and do not leave until you take that shot. If you want to take that shot. Those are the three takeaways from this podcast. And I absolutely love it. Robbie, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and sharing your knowledge with us on cold approaching women. I just, I love your approach of really being authentic and honest. The play-by-play is, is a perfect way for guys who are like, I don't know what to say. You literally just reiterate what's going on in your mind. I wanted to approach you. I thought I was going to look like a fool, but I was going to look like an even bigger fool if I didn't approach you. So here I am. Hi, 
Exactly. I'm Robbie. That's perfect. You're wonderful. So if guys want to get in contact with you, do they just go to innerconfidence.com or what's your website? Yep. Innerconfidence.com or perfect. hit me up on uh, Instagram, Robbie underscore Kramer. Love it. Wonderful. Kristen, Marnie, thanks so much for having me. And this was fun. We were fun. Yeah. We love having you. You're great. This was my instant date. It is your instant date. Yeah. You guys are going to go out now. If you want to work with Kristen and get some help with your bantering, I don't know if you were a part of the amazing masterclass that Kristen presented. It was absolutely unbelievable. People are still talking about it. The replay, I think by this time, has been made available. But if it's not, then I'm sure we can find a way to get it to you. And you can write to me and I can and make that replay available because it was so, so good. But if they also want to work with Kristen directly on their bantering skills or your bantering skills, go to kristenandchill.com. And I know that you have a new website coming out shortly, right? Yeah. Banter with Kristen. What is it? No, thebantercoach.com. But it's not up yet, but eventually it will be the banter coach. Okay. Well, for right now, Kristen and chill, but try thebantercoach.com and it could be Kristen. It could be... (laughs) nothing. (laughs) New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Please go and subscribe to our show and share this show with as many people as you know who could use this assistance. This may not just be for dating. It's also for building confidence as well, especially this episode. So definitely share it if you can. We will see you guys next week. 